When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dude, how are you? I'm good, buddy. Uh, today's going to be a fun one. Today, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I think this is going to be an amazing episode of the Hollywood Raw podcast. You know, we've we've talked about having this guest on for quite some time. There was one cancellation, well, we and always, now we got him. We, we got him. We always go back and forth. We're like, should we have a guest this week, but, you know, we have an opportunity to them? Should we kind of just not have guests on a week and just talk? But it's a little bit different time right now in Hollywood because... There's nothing new in production. There's nothing really crazy going in entertainment news. Now, world news and, yeah, uh, you know, there's a Political lot of stuff going news on. And there, I mean, there's a lot going on in this world. And, you know, we've talked also, like, what is our role in a lot of this stuff? And I think, you know, we like to sometimes I feel like I don't want to say take your mind off because I don't feel that anyone should take their mind off of what's going on because that is the focus. That is thing, you know, what... That's what people need to change, right? But I do feel like, um, I, I don't know, I don't know how to explain. It. I, I don't think that we are where people come to listen to us talk more politically, right? Is that kind of how you? We're, you know, we are entertainment news. We're just having fun. We're just being us, you know. I, I, I what we know is we know celebrities. We know pop culture. We know PR. We know like, like I almost we, we, I almost we feel like we if know we, show business. Yeah, I feel so like we, if we start getting political, people are going to be like, "Shut the hell up, you two guys!" Like, no one wants to hear it from you. That's how I feel. But maybe maybe it, I'm wrong. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, but what we do know is show business, and that's what we try to do. We try to humanize Hollywood and try to reveal the fourth wall of what's going, what goes on in the entertainment business and show business. That's what we know. And that's what we kind of continue to do. Let's just keep having fun. And that's why I'm excited for today's show. Oh, wait, wait. Today's oh, no, shows... no, no. I got, I got to read one of our comments because I've, oh, I've told yes. people that I will start reading uh, their reviews. So I've got another one. This one comes from Shabby. I guess this is how they say their name. There's a lot of bees in there. But it says, I love this podcast so much. Dax and Adam asked the best questions to get such good info out of their guests totally recommend it and gave us five stars so thank you we really appreciate it i will keep reading these as long as we get them but if they stop coming in i guess i will run out of them <laughs> yeah but no <laughs> keep writing the reviews uh we, we it helps us that's the only you know we don't ask for money all we ask is for a five-star review hopefully and uh just kind of support that's the best way to support us just write a review give us a good rating and, and with that said today's show is a very very let special me, let one. me do the drum roll can you hear that? There we go. Is, I heard it. Okay. I heard it. I heard it. That's drumroll, ladies and gentlemen. Well, let, let's let's see if he picks up. Hold on. I can tell how thrilled both of you are. <laughs> Boy, this, this, this probably made your day. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> Listen, Larry, I am excited, hey, man. You're a legend, buddy. Let's let's not under let's not talk this down. This is big. You know, it, you know what, Larry? Though it's it's cool because you know, again, I am a paparazzi. I've run around the streets interviewing people for a long time, and I always got. Why do you do that? Why do you hold on? Why do you do that? 
uh, why do I do that? Because no one gave me an opportunity. And for if I never, first of all, I couldn't get a job for a long time. So I kind of fell into it. And then number two is if I ever reached out to the publicist and said, hey, I would love to interview your person. The first person picking up the phone would say, I'm sorry, we're not interested. Click. But I realized if I get to them, if I know them, if I start to develop a relationship with them, and if I go with it in a in a nice manner, I'll be able to talk to the biggest people in the world. And I've been very fortunate. I've been very grateful. And I've been very uh, I've been very good at that. I've been able to talk to some of the biggest people in the world. Ninety nine percent of people will help you and work with you. More paparazzi knew that they do better. It's been, you know, I started, I'm very fortunate. I started at a very good time where people really didn't know what was going on. And uh, people would slam the door in my face, tell me to get a job, tell me to get a life. And I, listen, I was a person who couldn't get a job for a long time. Then eventually one celebrity, Shaquille O'Neal, kind of took me under his, wind and said, under his wing and said, what's your deal? And I said, listen, I'm just trying to get health insurance, just trying to survive and gave me his time. And because of him, and he was very good, great to me and kind of spoke highly of me, a bunch of other celebrities kind of become a little bit more warmer to me and gave me their time. And Shaq is a great guy and loves you, by the way. So it's, uh, but I got, you know, Larry, let's start this. You know, listen, congrats, by the way, you are now entering the podcast world with the Health Barrier Son. Uh, tell me about this new, you're into, you know, what about you going to the podcast? Are you excited? Right, I mean, we're starting a podcast, hopefully early July. Uh, you know, I, I've been in the radio, television, newspaper, author business uh, since I've been in it for 63 years and uh, started in radio, of course, which is my first love. And the podcast is today's radio. Uh, what radio was years ago, right before television podcast is today. And the difference is anybody can do it or have one. And my son is only 21, but he's worked with uh, with us very well. And we're booking guests, and I'll do it once a week. And just to keep my feet wet, I do my own show, Politicking for ET, for RT, rather. I've been doing that for a while, I'll do that twice a week. I also do other, I, I, I do uh, living things. I do, uh, we do a thing twice a week. What do they call it, Chance? What do they call that thing I do with positive voices? See, I forget. I do so many shows, I forget what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, positive Voices is uh, a psychologist, and I interview well-known people in the field of psychology, and it goes in. It's called Positive Voices, and we try. It's, it's under the theme of the power of positive thinking. So, I what I what I want the important thing here is with the podcast, with this, with is I keep my feet wet. I stay in the game, and I'm 86 years old. I've had a stroke. I've had everything in the world happen to me. I don't know how I'm alive, but I love what I do, and I've loved it all my life. Since the first day I got on the air in 1957, I have loved it. I loved interviewing. I love I love doing golf and football. I love being doing news. I, I did everything you could do. I love broadcasting. I love the field of communicate. What you two guys are doing now, I love. It's called communications. And there, there's, to me, there's nothing like it in the world. It's, a, it's the number one major in America in colleges. More people want to get into it than are in it. It, it can be discouraging. It knocks you down, this field, but you got to get up. If you can't get up, don't go into it. Do you think you ever, ever retire or you think that 
this is just your your love of life, so there's there's no point in ever quitting. They'll have to carry me out. <laughs> you know, at, at my age, I'm, I'm playing with house money. You know, I beat the game already. I'm 86, 80, I'll be 87 in November. Uh, come on. You know, that's, that's a lot of time allotted to me. Uh, my father died when he was 46. I used to always think when I was 45 that I would die at 46 following his footsteps. But I've, I've had heart attack, I've had lung cancer, I've had prostate cancer. I've, I've had everything you can have and still look good, feel good. So uh, my, one of my doctors, I have a few doctors, says it's, I have indomitable spirit. I don't really, I don't know what that is. But he said, you have indomitable spirit. You get up off the ground. And I was, to you, the, the glass is half full. And I always try to look at it that way. I was going to ask you, what what's going to make your podcast different from all the other people out there talking to celebs other than you being Larry King? I'm just, I'm curious what's going to set it I apart. think it's me being, I think it, I think they came to me with this idea because it's me and the name is well known. Yeah. Other than that, a podcast is a podcast. It's two people talking or three people, right? I mean, it's not shooting off A-bombs. Yeah. So I think they're saying, well, Larry King has some sort of name. And he can guess. I think we've already lined up Al Pacino, uh, Ryan Seacrest. I think those are the first two. But we'll get, we'll get a lot. I heard I, I heard Mariah Carey. Is Mariah Carey coming on? Yeah, Mariah Carey's the third guest, correct. What See, you, you can help me in all my guests. <laughs> <laughs> in your opinion, what makes a great broadcaster, a great interviewer? Well, a lot of, a lot of it is... Uh, Interwoven. You can't you can't describe it. You know it when you hear it. Uh, you 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 know it. A great broadcaster <clears throat> comes through. <clears throat> Their love of what they're doing comes through. Their sense of pace. A great broadcaster, like an interview, has an understanding of when the guest is maybe one sentence too long, and can cut them off without being rude. A broadcast has a sense of pace of a program. I know when I'm doing my show, I know how well it's doing. And through me, I know that I'm a conduit to the audience and I can sense what my audience is feeling. Now, I don't know where that came from. I never took, I never studied, I never, never went to college. Uh, but it's, you, you, this is one of those things you know it when you hear it. You know it when you see it. It comes through. It's hard to define. I was going to say, there's so many people out there that admire you, but like, who is it that is, you know, is a broadcaster today that you admire? Oh, well, let's see. Uh, like Brian Williams very much at MSNBC. There's a lot of bad people. <laughs> I'm trying to think of some good. I mean, you're welcome to tell us the bad ones too, but uh, I'm, no, I'm I mean, interested in who you admire. When I was, when I was, when I was, when I was younger, I looked up to the Arthur Godfrey's and Mike Wallace. Mike Wallace became a dear friend of mine. Um, I, I looked up to the CBS crew of broadcasters and newsmen they had. Barry Gray was a great interviewer. <clears throat> it's it's an art form and a science and. Um, there aren't a lot of, today's with format, you know, 500 stations and so many things going on in so many areas that you can tune to and get information and service. 
that it's hard for, for one person or two people to elevate through that morass of minds and bodies and voices through the day and through the night. And so you, there's a way to stick out. When I was, I was starting, there were, you know, three television stations in the market, uh, 12 radio stations. That was it. Well, you had a chance then, wow, to flourish. It was harder to get in, but once you get in, it was easier to rise. You know, the, the competition was just wasn't there. And so you're able to elevate yourself. Today, there's so much, you know, radio is so formatted today. No television host gets a chance to speak for more than 10 minutes with a guest. I used to do hours. I'd do two hours. I would do guests for two hours every night on my radio show and then take calls. Uh, but now you need no one, no, no broadcast medium allows that. They can't pay it. Public can't pay attention for an hour. So you'll see every, every show that that guest is limited. You don't see guests interviewed for a half hour anymore at all. Sad. It's crazy. Yeah. It's different. Is there, uh, you know, there's been said, I guess you've talked about that you don't really prepare before you have guests on the show. You'd like to learn with the audience. Um, can you discuss that strategy? And do you think that was a really good strategy? Yeah. I'm trying to do that when you have two hours with a guest. If you only got six minutes, you don't have time to do that. But I started, when I started, I, I was doing a show at Pumpernick's uh, uh, Delicatessen restaurant in, in Miami. Bobby Darren walked in one day. I didn't expect him. He had been listening. He came over to watch. I called, put him up on the ad. No, I don't didn't have any book. Oh, I know Mac the Knife, and I knew he's, he's a singer and married to Sandra D. That's all I knew. So from that, I got to like the less I knew. The less I knew, the better I felt. Now, that may seem strange, but it made me more curious. Like the hardest people for me to interview are friends. People I know a lot about are hard for me. Because I want every question I ask has to be something I don't know the answer to. I don't want to ask a question I know the answer to. So that comes from a real learning. But I had time. I had element. And I, I could, I just, and I, oh, I love all subjects. I love physicists, chemists, Nobel Prize winners, authors, Broadway actors. Any, you, there's not a profession I'm not interested in. And the studs trickle, the great writer in Chicago told me once, you can also find an interest in the elevator operator. And that's true. Everybody has a story. And if you can kneel into that story, but of course, I always had the luxury of time. I had the time. You can't do a five minute interview and learn a lot. So all you can do is go off the top and it's a news event and get a comment or two. But uh, so I, I, that to me, it, it worked for me. I don't advise people. I don't advise people not to research. Uh, one of the best interviewers ever was Mike Wallace, and he over-researched. It's, it's what you're comfortable with. Yeah, I, it's strange, but I'm comfortable the less I know. <laughs> That's cool. It's strange. <laughs> it's it, but it makes it more exciting. I think it makes it more uh, present interview. You know, and it, you know, it shows your curiosity. Right, but you don't get a chance to hear it much because, like, you guys got a half hour. That's a luxury. By not preparing, did it ever get you in trouble, though? Like, you ask a question that maybe was sensitive or... 
died. Well, let me see. I had a psychic walk out on me. I had that uh, lady who was Miss USA, who in uh, wow. had expressed uh, her opinion on homosexuality, <clears throat> and she was down on it. So I pressed her, and she didn't like being pressed. So she pulled the microphone out, of the, pulled the earplug out of her ear, and walked off. That's all in the game. I I basically in all these years been pretty lucky. I never had a guest rarely get mad. You know, first of all, as Sinatra once said, there's nobody who isn't interested in what they do. So it may be hard to get to them, but once you get to them, in other words, Al Pacino, he doesn't like to do a lot of interviews, but when he does, he loves talking about theater and movies. Everybody who has a profession loves what he's doing. And if you can ask him good questions and express it well, that's a joyride to them. You know, it's just people love what they do. Yeah. Is there any guess that you look back at that you wish you challenged them more? Like someone that was kind of confrontational in the news? Because you've had some crazy guests, and you were so good at just giving them a platform, but... You know how people are. They're like, oh. I ask good questions. I listen to the answers. I followed up. I was never, I never had a guest on that I wanted to bury, nor did I want to praise pretty much. I wanted to learn. That was my job, to learn. I think I, the most embarrassing I was, was, uh, I forget his name. I had the head of Apple on. And he, of course, was hired by uh, the Steve Jobs. And this guy's now running Apple. And I interview him for an hour. Very interesting, the whole Apple story. And then we go to calls. And the first caller says, Larry, you know Steve Jobs fired him. I did not know. I didn't know the guy who hired him fired him. And then he, in turn, fired Steve Jobs. Wow. It's a straight, I, I didn't know any of it. And I felt terrible. I should have known. You know, that's something a well-read person should have known. Steve Jobs hired this guy, and then this guy fired Steve Jobs. Story I should have known. But I remember about, I remember Steve Jobs interview telling me what that little thing that you hold in your hand is going to do. I learned a lot. You know, there's more in that cell phone. There's more in that cell phone, more ingenuity and electronics than went to the when we went to the moon. It's insane. There's more involved. You see all those people at Cape Canaveral? All the stuff they were doing to send us to the moon is in your computer, in your cell phone. It's, um, it's That's mind-boggling to me at my age. I mean, I flew, I remember flying the first jet. You know, when I started flying, it was props, propellers. Remember the first jet was in 1959, Pan American. Ooh. <laughs> You know, you live through a lot. <laughs> you know, picture if you live through the 1900s. It's another thing about aging is you live through a lot. You see a lot. I remember color television when it came in. Whoa. And then I was on color television. I was on a, an ABC affiliate. So NBC was the first color affiliate. And so we didn't have color for a while. Then when we had color, my God. How exciting that was! You just to see the drama of it, 
and I'm, I'm watching this. Here's something funny when we take things for granted. Last Saturday, the space lift, the private space, Musk is sponsoring this. The two astronauts are going up. All the networks are there, right? And they capture the scene at that Cape Kennedy and Cape Canaveral and up it goes. And it's on its way. It's going to dock the next day with the space station, right? Next day, you know, when the space station, page 19 of the newspapers tells me they docked. In other words, once that thing went up, that's it. Out of here. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and I was, yeah, this is some feat. Are they going to make it? Will they make it to the space station? Well, goodbye. <laughs> I knew all seven original astronauts. I went to Cape, I went to Gemini. I went to uh, the, eighth, the eighth rocket that went off. Apollo 8. I've been blessed with age, you know, it's, it's a blessing to be around to have. It's like you, you, you've lived a lot. You've seen a lot. It really, like the amount of history that you've been a part of is pretty incredible. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, I was going to ask, I was going to ask you something because, you know, a lot of people always say, you know, what advice would you give to an interviewer? But I feel that you've done this so long. I would say, because you've dealt with a lot of people on your shows, what advice would you give to someone that's actually being interviewed? Well, uh, once you've consented to be interviewed, <clears throat> answer the questions responsibly. Pretty much know what the host is after. And as a sense, as a, as a good guest, tell good stories. If you have a sense of humor, make them laugh. The number one I would say to them, be yourself. By the way, that goes for everyone in this business. Yeah. Be yourself. now. If it isn't good enough, it isn't good enough. So if you're being interviewed, respond to the questions as best you can, as honestly as you can. And you know, another thing to know is it is not brain surgery. What you're going to do in the next half hour or hour is not the end of the world. You are not going to solve the great crises. You'll be yourself. That's uh, no, he's right. It's not, uh, it's not brain surgery. There was a funny cartoon in the New Yorker once of a man being operated on. The doctors are all around the operating room, and it's obviously it's brain surgery. And one one of the brain surgeons says to the other one, "It's not television." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> what was what was Frank Sinatra like? You know, you were around him as presence. He's the best. Well, if he liked you, you can do no wrong. If he didn't like you, uh, not too good. <laughs> uh, he was. He had no grayish in Sinatra's life. Everything was black and white. Uh, if you if you got him in the right frame and knew how to ask good questions, I'd get along with him right away. He was a piece of cake. He was. He was really adorable, funny. Responded to your questions. Got a lot of truth out Sinatra. You know, for years. Uh, here's the rumor was that Sinatra got the part in From Here to Eternity. You guys probably don't even know the movie. But he won the Academy Award, From Here to Eternity, a great book and a great movie. But there were stories all the time that Sinatra got that part because the mafia induced Jerry Wall, the, 
the producer of Columbia to give him the part that they made threat. Did you see the 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 movie about the mafias? You see the movies? I, Guys, I hello. No. You didn't see Rock. You didn't see Al Pacino. You didn't see Marlon Brando. I mean, I've seen. Oh, yeah, God, yeah, yeah. I've seen those yeah. movies. I thought. Sorry, misunderstood that question. Yeah, we've seen those. Well, for years the rumor was that. Uh, Sinatra got that through the part. And he never responded to those rumors. He never made a statement. So I had him on once, and I said, well, you're getting in good with the interviewee. I said to him, Frank, what was the real story about the mafia and you and getting that movie part? And he says, I, he says, I didn't get it. Eli Wallach got it. And Eli Wallach was already being fitted in uniforms for his part when he got a call to do a play in New York for Tennessee Williams. So Eli Wallach then turned it down. It was not to his second choice. But he never, he never wanted to comment on it. But see, if you get him in the right mood, that's why I asked him, well, what was it like to the press, your dealings with the press? It's, it's all a question of, uh, you know what it is? It's confidence and trust. You have to trust. You know who I've you interviewed numerous times that I've always been curious about is Vladimir Putin. I'm curious what he was like when the cameras were off, when you weren't on on TV doing an interview. What was he like behind the scenes? He was funny. I interviewed him four times. I was funny. Uh, you could tell he'd have been a successful politician in America. He had that air about him. He had a good sense of humor. And he was... Uh, the things you learn little things about someone. I asked him when he ran the KGB, <laughs> where did he vacation? Where do spies vacation? <laughs> what did he say? You know, that, that, Jerusalem. He loved Jerusalem. <laughs> he loved Jerusalem. <laughs> and he, he liked going. Now, those are the kind of questions you, that I think about that people think about. In other words, to me, you think about a lot of things. But Vladimir, he's also a human being. He gets up in the morning, he eats his breakfast, he eats his thing. So little things that are side things, already you've learned a lot about them. Now you find out other things. And it's, to me, it's... But uh, he's also a thug. <laughs> he's, a, he's a tough son of a bitch. Um... There's no getting around it, and there's no getting that he controlled. He involved our elections last time. He'd like to this time. Uh, Russian interference is well known, and he he has a guy in the White House who likes him. Yeah, uh, Trump has never made a strong statement against him. But hey, in the world, if you can get away with it, you can get away with it. Guys, I got to run. If you ever want to do this again, make arrangements. We'll do it again. Did you have one more quick question? I I didn't want to let's leave you we like were, a lump like. Well, you know, we there's one thing that our show is known for, and if you have the, a moment, we are known for asking the celebrity speed round. It's a celebrity game where we just list off, you know, the nicest celebrity, and you give us a name. We list off, you know, we, we give you titles, and you you say what celebrity fits that title. Yeah, it's just very. Can you do quick. that real fast. All right, we're gonna All go right. ready. Uh, nicest celebrity. Tom Hanks. Angriest celebrity? Sinatra. Okay, how about most ambitious? All of them. I don't know any I don't know any celebrated person who isn't ambitious. If you aren't ambitious, 
you wouldn't know their name. That's true. If you uh, know the name of the person, they were ambitious. Uh, most interesting. Brando. Okay. How about the best looking in person? In person and off person is George Clooney. Okay. <laughs> I like it. George Clooney is so good looking <clears throat> and a great guy. There isn't a better guy than George Clooney. It can't be better than him. Nice. Loyal to his friends. You know what he did last year? What did he do? When he first came to Hollywood, friends took, they put him up in a, you know, he, he didn't have a job. They put him up. Friends took care of him, took him out to dinner. Then he got ER. Then he got famous. And one night he called 11 of the friends who took care of him when he first came. He was down and out. At dinner, gave them each a check for a million dollars. Oh, God. That's amazing. For, for taking care of him. But that's the kind of guy he is. They just don't come better than George Clooney. He and my wife and he were co-hosting the charity event in L.A. Uh, two and a half years ago. And so my wife had her arm in one of my arms, her arm in Clooney's arm. And the three of us are at the entrance greeting people. I had to go to make a speech, leaving my wife with George Clooney. So I said, I got to go. And she said, don't hurry back. <laughs> <laughs> That's we got a few more real quick. Uh, uh, the the neediest celebrity that they've had, they were just were very needy on set. Very needy? Oh, uh, Streisand. Okay. What Streisand. about? Okay. I love That's this one. The neediest person in the world. <laughs> what about the person that you, left you wondering why they were famous? Oh, the Kardashians. <laughs> I have no idea what it is. I have no idea what they do. What do the Kardashians do? I love them. Uh, listen, they're, they're well, famous for I, being I famous. I with them when I'm with them. Yep. Correct. They're famous for being famous. But give them the credit. They have marketed. Marketing's big. They're the best marketers in America. That's absolutely true. They have marketed their brand. You can't take that away from nope. them. Nope. Funniest person. Mel Brooks. Larry, thank you so much. Thank you for your time. I'm and I'm a and I'm a friar too. So let's get the club back going nice. soon. I can't wait to get back there. Yeah, gotta get back up on our feet. Okay. All right. Well, that, that was fun. I didn't realize we were going to end like that, but that was fun. I mean, it was good to talk to him. You could tell. It's funny because Larry's one of those people that like he's been doing this for so long that he is more than happy to be like, and I'm done. <laughs> yeah, he's just like I'm done. But it's just like. Honestly, so we had like a bunch of other questions we wanted to ask him, but he had a hard out because he had to do another interview. Um, but I mean, our list was just, long. There we had so many more questions. I mean, that, our list. I was. We had some really good questions too. Like I don't. I don't want to get into because you know we might get him again. We'll see. We'll get him again because he is an interesting guy because he's been around. Like he said. He's been around so many news stories and been around so many people and got to see them when they're on camera, off camera. And actually a question, I'll do, I will say this. There's one question that we didn't get into that I wanted to ask. And was, who? what was the craziest table that he's ever broken bread with? Like yeah. people he's ever sat down with and had dinner with. Who was at the table? I'm curious who he's been able to, you know, over his years. And it's crazy, like, we know, especially, you know, even, you know, maybe even more me, because that's what I do is doing a paparazzi. It's it's crazy to have the relationships that he has with these people when once the camera stops rolling. I think that's the interesting part about it, that they're like, you know what, I still want to hang out with him. Like, Paul McCartney's been to his house, and to, like, bring that relationship back home and to make it a real relationship, not just an on-camera relationship, is very 
fascinating and interesting. I don't know about you. Were you like a little nervous? Just like like you're asking a question. And I just feel like, God, this is Larry King. Like he could like he's judging my questions right now on whether or not they're a good question. You know, when he said, well, a good interviewer knows when to jump in. Sometimes that's hard. <laughs> Dude, I didn't know, especially in this platform because we're not in the same room. Like we can't it's see. It's a little hard to Yeah, you can't see It's a little the harder to jump in, but yes, when you're talking to a guy who's a professional interview in this in this circumstance, it's a, it's a little bit harder of an interview. Now, I've interviewed Matt Lauer. I've interviewed, you know, I should is that, Can we still even talk about that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a hard name to drop. Yeah. But listen, I've inter- I've I've interviewed, you know, Conan O'Brien to the the Jay Leno the Jay Leno's to, like I have interviewed all these guys and they're professional interviewers and you wonder in their back of their head that will are they kind of critiquing your interview skills however I find it more fascinating because I find them more interesting because they've been around so many more people so I find them I'm more curious in them than majority other celebrities however I've actually talked to Matt Lauer or I remember talking to Oprah I remember saying this to Oprah I said, Oprah, do you think you could do what I do? And what I do is I run around with a camera and just try to do these run and gun, random kind of fast paced interviews on the street. And she said, no, I couldn't do what you do. So, you know, it's easier to do when you have the questions in front of you and you know you have a longer time with them. I'm curious to how I would do in that format and sort of what we're doing now rather than I'm, you know, we're doing that now. But to do what I do I kind of respect even more. And I say that, and that's not me being narcissistic, Dax. That's me being realistic. Because I'm on the street. I don't know who's going to jump out of a Suburban. I don't know when they're ready. And then, boom, I need to have questions. We've done this game yeah. how many times? We should have done this game with Larry, me versus Larry King. <laughs> Who could ask the better question real quick? <laughs> you know the funny thing that you know that we talked about with him was the, the fact of like he didn't prepare a lot before interviews. And I, I can totally relate to that because a lot of times I feel like our better interviews are sometimes with people that we don't know a lot about. You know what I'm saying? That Like we're questioning, we're digging deep, we're finding out stuff about them that maybe other people aren't asking those questions because they already know the answer. And, yeah, and those also, questions yeah, lead to other stories, lead to more details, fun facts that come out of it. I agree. Uh and it's also, you know, you sometimes before we have a guest on, we Google the guest and see what they've talked about and what they haven't talked about. And a lot of times, you know, when a celebrity kind of is doing press and they're doing interviews, they're asked a lot of the same questions. So everyone's looking for that same exact quote. So I get it. And that's the shitty part about it that makes it not fun. And you don't want to read the other interviews because I do want to learn with the audience. And I am generally curious. Yeah. And that's what we do great in this. I, you know, again, I'm not tuning our own horn, but I think we kind of humanize them. It's like, hey, who's the moodiest celebrity? Who's the, you know, these are such basic questions, but I'm curious in them. Hey, who's the most talkative? Who's the most interesting? Who's the least interesting? Yeah. And, uh, Crazy about Frank Sinatra. You know, I we weren't really around, you know, much with him. We couldn't really, we weren't exposed much to him, but him being moody, but he's one of those guys, if he liked you, he liked you and took you under his wing. So it's uh, cool. it's cool. I was, I was going to say, you know, either way, to... this is really cool to get Larry King. I mean, I met him once at the Emmys. I went over and shook his hand and everything. But that was it. Like, that was my experience. Like, now getting to have like a half hour with him was pretty cool. Yeah, just hear his voice. Yeah. It's just, it's a very, uh, it's, a it's an fa- iconic it, I was voice. I say, legendary voice right there. <laughs> Pretty cool. 
He's still with it. But guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. That's your way of supporting us. Please listen. Please subscribe. We're currently number one in entertainment news in the country. Well, at least as of uh, right now exciting. while we're taping this podcast. And that's Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> if the, it's these, cool, these charts fluctuate so much, I mean, who knows? By next Tuesday, we could be a thousand. Who knows? I lo- it's whatever, but you know, listen, we uh, we got good people behind this with Parkville Media and now Historic. It's uh, it's really cool, man. They've been uh, the Historic's been really uh, good to us. They've been uh, they're excited to be with us. We're excited to be with them, and uh, we got some really cool things coming. So Dax, you could find him at at Dax Holt. You could find me at at Adam Glenn on all social media platforms, and we will see you guys later. A Parkville Media Production.